0: Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, April 7th, 2023. Good Friday, everyone. Episode 219 of Off the Groove. That's right. The podcast is back. First off, I want to say thanks to everybody uh, for all the texts, the DMs, the chats, and everyone in Arizona that stopped me at the Super TT and thanked me for bringing the podcast back. It sure means a whole lot. Um, I didn't know if I could do it last week was kind of a test this week will be my second one by myself without the man Carter I actually got Carter to help me out a little bit at the end of last week's episode publishing it and uh, a few other things like that that I didn't know how to do so uh, thanks again to Carter for that let's talk about last weekend the Arizona Super TT uh, first thing I want to talk about is the track uh, it was different than the last time we were there which was 2019 and it was actually a little bit different than they had planned There's a great big double jump in the middle of the racetrack for those uh, trophy trucks and off-road trucks. Of course, we didn't go over that because if you come up short, it was a straight, you know, a head-on into a big pile of dirt. So we didn't go over that. But originally, I think they had planned to go through the inside of that, the middle of that. But when we got there, there was water standing on the racetrack. So uh, they made a change, went around that big double jump. But when they ducked back into the infield, that's where the track was really rough. And I think that's partly because of how much rain they had had before we got out there. So that part of the track was a little bit softer, and I think that's why it broke up so hard. Um, It bit a couple of the riders, uh, including Jared Meese, who was up there running third and just got in there a little bit too hot. Um, and The back end just stepped off into the looser dirt, and it just came around on him. And he did the right thing, pulled in the clutch, jumped back on. I think only two bikes passed him at that point, but... Um, one of the reasons he went down was because, uh, he'd reported on social media that he actually lost his front brake on about lap five or six. And I saw a picture of it and the brake line looked like it kind of got in between the front disc and the fork tube and, uh, put a little hole in, in that line. So he was without a front brake. So it was impressive for him to be up there running third before he fell off. So, um, that was an impressive run by Jared Meese to finish up sixth. I know it's not what he wanted. He wanted to be up front with the Yamahas, but it's still an impressive, you know, salvage as many points as you can. That's how you win championships, you know, make a make the best out of a bad day or make the best out of a bad situation. Speaking about situations and bad situations, I guess, B-Rob, another get off. This time it was in practice. It was coming up the second jump and we didn't have good footage of what happened and, and nobody I've talked to has actually seen it either. Um, I'm assuming that the back end just kind of came around on him as he's going up the second jump. When the camera did get on him, the bike went end over end quite a few times. And uh, B-Rob, his day was done after practice. So, um, man, a a tough couple of weeks for B-Rob. Good thing for for Brandon is we get a couple weeks off before we head on down to the Texas half mile. I guess they're calling it the Dallas half mile down there at Mesquite at the Devil's Bowl. So, you know, good thing for Brandon, he's got a couple of weeks to rec, re, you know, recuperate a little bit. So, hopefully, Brandon Robinson's feeling better. Hopefully, he listens to the podcast. I'm not sure; never even asked him. Um A new award they started this year, which I haven't even really talked about, you know, since this is only the second episode uh, since the 2023 season got rolling, is the Pronto Parts Plus Fast Qualifier. You know, the the Pronto Parts Plus people come from other sports where fast qualifier. Is like the pole setter, so it's it's just a little bit different name, but what it basically means is the fast qualifier from qualifying, who's going to be on the pole. So it's the Pol- Pronto Parts Plus Pole Award is is the original, you know, the real name of it. But Trevor Bruner uh, didn't really have him picked in one of my top three guys uh, going into the Arizona Super TT, but he got the the pole award, and Dallas Daniels picks up another one. I did I did think Dallas was going to go strong all week and uh, our all weekend. And uh, he went out there and got fast qualifier, fast time. So no, no big surprise by Dallas. In the singles class, it was DG79, Dalton Gauthier, and he was on it all day long. I think that's about the only thing he didn't do is win the fast qualifier award. If you think back about last week, I think I kind of picked him as my favorite in the singles class. So uh, congratulations to that private tier team putting another KTM up on top of the box. So KTMs have won all four rounds in the uh, AFT singles class. In the Twins class, I think I made a mistake on the broadcast, but I I don't know where the information came from. But I think I originally said that JD uh, had won seven TTs in a row, but uh, that is not correct. JD has won seven TTs in his career in the Grand National class or the Premier class, Super Twins. Uh, But Breyer was right in the middle of that at uh, Peoria. Breyer won in 2019. Of course, there's no TTs in the 2020 season. So it's still impressive, whether it's seven in a row or seven total. Either way, uh, J.D. is you know the one that's got to be the favorite at all the TTs, and, and he's got to be licking his chops because a little bit later on in the season, we have three in a row, Peoria, Buffalo Chip, and Castle Rock, where he won last year. So uh, that's going to be pretty exciting for J.D., You know, knowing that you have four really good chances to win in American Flat Track. And uh, so he's got to be pretty excited about that. There's one stat that really popped out to me after the event. Uh, The folks with Sideburn Magazine put this up, and and I did not realize this until we started doing some research, but it had been 2,379 days since the start of the 2017 season that there has not been an Indian on the podium. Think about that for just a second. 2,379 days since the last time there wasn't an indian on the podium at a grand national in the premier class that's six years six months and seven days that is incredible and you guys know i love stats so i checked in with bert and he dug a little bit deeper into that and there's been 104 races since the start of the 2017 season so out of those 104 races indian ftr 750s have 87 wins. 87 out of 104 is a pretty good odds that an Indian's going to win. There've been 88 seconds and 76 thirds and Indians had swept the podium 58 times since the start of the 2017 season. Those are incredible numbers. I don't care what brand of motorcycle it is. Indian, you know, when Honda came in or when Harley Davidson was dominating for so many years, but you know, Indian built the the best bike, and it shows. They claimed 83.7% of the wins since the start of the 2017 season and 80.4% of the podiums since the start of the 2017 season. That is incredible. Uh, Thanks, Bert Sumner, for all the information. He always gives me little nuggets. Sometimes it's before the race. Sometimes it's after the race. Sometimes he actually texts me during the races. So uh, Bert is the man. Another interesting stat – I don't know if anybody's thought about this just yet, but for the longest time in the singles class, Hondas dominated. You could put 10 or 15 Hondas in the main event. Well, if you think about this, there's only been one Honda on the podium in the singles class, in the AFT singles class, through the first four rounds. So, KTMs are the bike to have, it seems like. Let's switch gears just a little bit. In the know, this is something that came to me also during the race while I was doing the Arizona Super TT. I got a text actually from Tim Handrich at Pro Plates, and I checked in with this rider. Um, Pro Plates was actually building some number 92 number plates, and I was like, okay, what, uh, what brand of motorcycle is he going to be on? And, and Tim said, well, you better check with Brandon to make sure it's all right. So I did. I messaged Brandon on Instagram, and he said it's okay to mention it, but he will be on the XG750s. Uh, the bikes that Mikey Rush was riding down there at Daytona, at least for the next three rounds. Um, Hopefully it's longer. You know, I don't know what the plans are for either the team or for Brandon Price, but it'll be good to see Price back out there. He's ridden for a few different guys um, in the past few seasons. Uh, It was surprising for me that he didn't have a ride to start the 23 season, but uh, BP92 will be back out there. And if you think back, he actually went really well down at the Texas half mile. uh, The last time we were at the Devil's Bowl. Another rider's kind of missing in action is Rob Pearson, and I talked to him after Daytona. I texted him and, and asked him how he's doing. He's doing good. Uh, just, you know, family life is catching up, and kids are expensive, and and so he's kind of taking it easy right now, but, you know, I was thinking about the Devil's Bowl, and I, I don't want to start previewing that race just yet, but Robbie Pearson was really tough last time we were down there, too. So it'll be exciting to see Brandon Price back on the XG750 Harley-Davidson at the Devil's Bowl, and, of course, that's April the 22nd and i'm glad we're going back there nothing against texas motor speedway but uh, i just don't think the dirt there is good for flat track motorcycles i think it's good for cars um it's probably not great for cars i think it just it seems like there's a couple different kinds of dirt and you can go from dry slick to wet and tacky in an instant and it's just real inconsistent and I i don't know if there's anything they can do about it other than taking all that dirt out of Texas Motor Speedway, which would cost a lot of money, and then putting all new dirt in there. So I guess that's an option, but uh, for whatever reason, AFT has decided to go back to the Devil's Bowl, which I think that's a good move. Uh, they know that dirt's good. They know the racing's good. And, you know, honestly, the last time I was at the Devil's Bowl, the is getting better and better. They keep upgrading it. So I'm glad we're going back to the Devil's Bowl again. That's the next race, uh, round number five of the 23 season for American Flat Track. And now let's sh- shift gears one more time before we wrap things up here on Off the Groove. Uh, got some information just coming out on Thursday of this week. Uh, they've been kind of teasing it for a while, but the Royal Enfield Build Train Race girls, ladies, female racers, however you want to look at it, have a new team manager, and that's Jen Lewis. That's Jennifer Lewis, which is Johnny Lewis's sister. I guess she gets confused that everybody kind of thinks sometimes that it's actually Johnny's wife, but it has actually... Uh, Johnny's sister is Jennifer Lewis, so she'll be the team manager, and there's a lot of rider changes, so it, look, it looks like six riders are coming back, Mia Reese, Zaria Martins, Mariah Hummer, McKenna Hyatt, Aaron Ferris, and Anna Serena, Anna, Anna the Banana Serena, she's a crowd favorite down there at Volusia, so six riders are coming back, and there's five new riders, uh, Morgan Moreau, uh, who used to race with American Flat Track, um, she's coming back, Morgan Piller out of Wisconsin is uh is a new rider i said morgan rose coming back she's coming back to racing in american flat track but just coming back in the royal infield so i didn't want to confuse anybody right there uh kenzie luker i'm not real familiar with kenzie but that's andrew luker's wife so she's getting the nod to come on back justine marsh and then my favorite one is is a new name it's kind of different but i asked her how to say it it's shasta larue So when you see it, it looks totally different than that, but I did check in with Shasta to make sure I said her name right. So congratulations to all those ladies. Uh, Six of them invited to come back for more, and five new ones. So there will be 11 of the Royal Enfield Build Train Race Program. Um, I do like that program. It's getting more and more females interested in our sport. I think that will help with the fan base. I know you know in the pro ranks right now we have Shana Texter-Bowman, and we also have uh, Jess Reynolds, who is a new pro rider, so maybe one day some of these ladies will make it into the pro ranks of American flat track. You know, um, I think that's what the, the, the vision is. That's what the goal is. And, you know, some of the fast girls um, aren't coming back this year with Royal Infield, So maybe we'll see those ladies sooner than later. So I'm excited. The, the Royal Infield Bill Train Race will be actually, will be at, um, looks like four rounds uh, from what I've seen so far. They'll be at the Dallas Half Mile. They'll be out in Ventura. They'll be at the West Virginia race and the Bridgeport race. That's the four races that I've seen so far for the Royal Enfield Build Train race program. Uh, I mentioned last week that I would catch up with Ken Reamer from the World Championship Ice Racing Series. And I will get that done soon. Um, I want to find out, um, you know, what happened, why the Fire Marshal shut things down, why they made the decision to call it a race, And pay off the championship the way they did. Uh, I think it was the right decision, but again, I'll get into that uh, after we get a chat with Ken Reamer. Um, He's been busy. I've been busy too, and also, you know, I'm just now figuring out how to, you know, push all these buttons on my computer. So I want to make sure that I do it right and I get the whole thing recorded. So yeah, that's that's the little catching up on the news and what's been going on. I didn't really dig into the top ten too much in the in the in the races last weekend. So um if you didn't watch jd beach took the win dallas daniels was second Breyer got third so it was yamaha yamaha ktm the first finishing indian was ben Lau. fourth place uh which is his career best finish so congratulations to ben Lau. went talk to him after the race and he's pretty pumped up about it uh, another one that that had a great day was johnny lewis actually uh the track was really hard on equipment especially the swing arms and if you've ever seen the back of a swing arm if you're not familiar with motorcycles that's where your chain adjuster goes and that's what holds the axle in place and johnny lewis had issues with uh, the chain adjusters or whatever holds the axle in place and and it wasn't mechanics fault it was actually landing those 330 pound motorcycles off of 115 foot jump um, it's just harder on on equipment than going around in circles and you know when you're going around circles you want everything lighter and faster because lighter means you're going faster. So um, maybe they'll have to beef things up before we get to the next TT, which that's not tell Peoria. So they got plenty of time to get that done. But you know, Johnny started near the back of the pack and worked his way all the way up to fifth. I did mention Meese was sixth. Davis Fisher, I expected him to be a little bit closer to the front, a seventh. Bronson Bauman on the Fast Track Racing KTM, he got up to eighth. Colby Carlisle on the GJ Yamaha was ninth, and Ryan Wells tenth. So that's two. Royal Infields in the top ten in the premier class, so that was a uh, a great day for the Royal Infield team. Uh, rounding out the field was Van Vandercoy, who actually fell off uh, while running up near the front, um, and he had a rough day too with swing arm issues. Uh, Andy Debrino, he was kind of my wild card going in. He uh, he was just struggling just a little bit on that Debrino Racing, Stace Richmond KTM. So he ended up twelfth. Shelby Miller, Casey Cisco, and Jimmy McAllister. That's the field in the Super Twins in the singles class. Uh, Dalton Gauthier again, KTM sweeping the podium. Dalton Gauthier, then the two Red Bull KTMs, Cop and Whale. So, uh, Cop um, looked really strong. So did Max Whale, actually, but Dalton just kind of had him covered on, on Saturday night. Trevor Brunner ended up fourth. Chase Sadoff was fifth. He was the highest finishing Honda. Brunner was the highest finishing Yamaha. Hayden Gillum, I lo- expected him to be up a little bit closer to the front, but man, he had a rough day. He uh, fell off a couple different times and he had to start at the back. So, for him to work his way well way up to six was impressive. Jared Lowe. The younger brother, Trent Lowe, he had a great finish with 7th. I, I believe that might be one of his career best finishes. Justin Jones, 8th. Chad Kost was ninth. And Cole Fredrickson, I talked about him last week a little bit. He was 10th. Tom Drain, Scooter Vernon, Stantero, Bronson Pierce, a supermoto specialist, was 14th. Morgan Lister still fighting an injury. He's 15th. Olin Kistler making his first main event. He's 16th. Trent Lowe, James Ott, and Andrew Luker. You know, there was a, a get-off with Andrew Luker and Trent Lowe. And I didn't really see what happened. Luker said it was my bad after the race or right after the accident, actually I, I hopped out of the TV truck. So we had a little sh- short break in the action. And whenever I get a quick break, I step out to use the facilities and, and Luker just happened to be walking by. And he said, man, I just went down. I threw it away. And, and it just happened to happen right in front of Trent Lowe and, and Lowe had nowhere to go, so Lowe went up and over him, actually across his body. So um, glad everybody's okay. Uh, I think it rung Trent Lowe's bell a little bit. So um, you know, a good thing for everybody is we have plenty of time to to rest up before we get back to it. Um, there were two leaders in the in the singles class. Dalton Gauthier led 13 laps, and Chad Coast led the first six. So uh, Chad, you know, had some speed last weekend on the first impressions Huskvarna, and and uh, put on a good show. Well, that's pretty much all I got for news and updates and what's going on. Again, I'll talk to uh, Ken Reamer with the World Championship Ice Racing. Uh, I'm going to try to set that up for next weekend. Hope everybody has a great Easter weekend. Everybody be safe. And, um, you know, I appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens. Smash that like button. That's what we always used to say when we started this thing. Tell all your friends. And, uh, again, everybody have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Off The Groove.